done before. What's the target? When was the last time you were in Vegas? You want to knock over a casino? Three casinos? Vegas, huh? Vegas. Vegas. Fantastic. The heist is impossible. Casino security cannot be beaten. You're out of your minds. Exactly. <laughs> you are up to something, Danny. What? You're pulling a job, aren't you? You're a thief and a liar. I only lied about being a thief. All right, you are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remakes. This is episode 261. I'm Mark. He's Mike. It's a cooker. It, it's warm. Starting to warm up down here. Did we get the? Did we hit hundred today? Oh, it was. I think tomorrow is supposed to. Somewhere tomorrow's supposed to be hundred and eight. Yeah. Did we do it today? I got ninety nine as my high. I got ninety eight. Real feel. Uh, ninety nine. Oof. Uh, right now it's just it's a fine ninety seven. That was what mine. Yeah, it's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. I. You got. You were in Vegas. Did you break a hundred in Vegas? I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. We yeah we we got up to one hundred fourteen. I think one day. Could right. you feel the heat? Or were you, like, inside or outside at night that it didn't really matter? Yeah, it was kind of when you go out at night, you know, it's hot, it's a little sticky, a little sweaty. Kind of hit, kind of hits you with that first breath. Yeah, but it's, it's not brutal, you know. Yeah. You have a cold beer. You gotta drink it fast, though. Yeah, I mean, I, the first time I was in Vegas is 105 during the day. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, you know, you wear your linen pants. Yeah. You get a fedora on, keep the sun off your off your That's brow. Right. That's You're right. fine. Yeah. You're fine. You're mostly inside anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That place has got to be the most inefficient energy place in the world. Yeah. Because you you walk. What about like Dubai or something? They're probably pretty bad too. Yeah. Because Dubai is almost it's like the it's like the Vegas of the Middle East, right? right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you walk into the casinos. And it is ice cold. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you cross the threshold. Yeah, I mean, before you even walk in, you can feel that air billowing out. Uh, it's cool. Oh, that's the best feeling. It is the best feeling. And, and, I mean, you think, like, at my house, like, I shut every window. Mm-hmm. Doors are shut tight. Yeah. When my AC's on, keep that cold air in. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't care. Yeah. I don't care that, that you know. You're not paying it. Yeah, no. Energy yeah. companies doing well down there. You're not a casino owner. I'm. Who's got to worry about electricity? Bills? I wish I was. Oh uh, man, rolling in that dough. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Man, you think like he actually has to look at that? He's like stingy about it. He's like, oh. I think. I you think they, maybe we do have to let's raise the temperature a couple degrees. I think they try to find ways to cut corners. Yeah. Like maybe what's just like. It could be like an engineering thing with where the air vents are, where they're blowing, uh, and which direction they're blowing yeah. in relationship to the exits. There's a whole thing to it, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's still, given the context of what Vegas is and how, the activity, it's still crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a hot city, but, you know, nice and cool. What a weird place for... For something like that to pop up. Yeah. But I guess not really if you think about it. Mafia, man. Like, that is where something would pop up. Gambling, mm-hmm. prostitution in its early days. Yeah. You know, that's where that kind of thing pops up in a place that no one wants to live. And yeah. so they don't care about regulating it because, like, I don't. no one's going to live there. Why would we regulate it? Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I don't like it though. <laughs> I was walking down there, and I need a documentary. And I did some Google search. I don't think a documentary exists of what exactly I want. I want pick three of them. Just the life, the goals, the aspirations, how they got there of Vegas street performers and characters. Sure. Yeah. I want. One, I want. One, I want to follow the magician who was really good. Put on a show. Gave the guy five bucks. And I was like, that was a great show. Stood there, watched the whole thing. He had no teeth. Older guy. Sliding hand card tricks. I want to know how he got in his predicament. I want the girl who just goes down there naked, takes pictures for a dollar. Mm-hmm. I want the guy who dresses up like a uh, centaur to take pictures for a dollar. Like, And I want to know that that guy's like a baker during the day. And at night, he puts on his horse bottom and paints his face and goes down there to take a picture for a dollar and just yeah, I mean, what's that I, guy do I mean you like being down there both times I've been down there I see the two like the the women scant, scantily dressed cops yeah. yeah cops like what's their deal they're they're grade school teachers in Vegas right I want to know what their life is and they just pop down there for a little extra walking around money yeah probably make great tips I'm on sure, Friday Saturday night yeah I'm sure some have normal paying jobs yeah. And I'm sure some I saw one are set up. not in the best place in their life. She she showed up. She had a backpack. So I noticed it more in Fremont than I did on the strip. But in Fremont, they have circles. These little black circles all throughout the street. And those are for the performers. You can't be outside of that circle. Okay. Do they get assigned a circle? I decided I first did, come, first serve. I a documentary. I think you have to have a permit. Oh, you definitely have to have a permit. I think it's easy to obtain from my internet research. But yeah, I think it might just be first come, yeah. first served. You get a stand in your circle. Um, yeah, she came, had a backpack, put her backpack down, took off her clothes, stood out there, boom, starts smiling at people, letting people know, hey, come take a picture. Completely naked? Uh, no pasties? No pasties. Yeah, I think, so I assume you have to have pasties. You know, I mean, you don't want to be indecent. They're- pasties and whatever the yeah. crotchal... Version of a pasty is? Yeah. Uh, bikini bottom? Yeah. Yeah, bikini bottom, pasties. Um, I think she was supposed to be like an anime character. She had um, cat ears. You know, mm. how girls wear those cat ears. Yeah. I assume that's like an anime character. I don't know. Not well, I, I, and the, like if, if like you're going through old pictures yeah. sometime and you just had a picture of you next to a naked lady, yeah. someone's would be like questioning that. Right. But if you have uh, a picture of you next to a naked lady with cat ears, like, right. ah. Oh, that's that's, yeah. that's a character. Yeah, that was something. That was some event. TV. Yeah, and so I just need the doc. I want to know about these people's lives. I want to, you know. That would actually be pretty good. I, I think done yeah. right. That could be a pretty good documentary. Should we do it? We should Can do we it. get financing? Probably. Alright, let's start GoFundMe. Yeah, let's go on Patreon, GoFundMe. Let's do them all. What do we need? We probably need $4 million. Yeah. We got buy cameras. Can't, yeah, we need gear. We need gear. We need to get to Vegas. We need gear. We need a couple people. We need to be able to afford to stay in Vegas for a couple weeks. Yeah. Because we got to follow these people's lives. Yeah, transportation yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like and, like the ones who were like musicians, there, there was these great uh, viol- violinists performing and they were wonderful I, but you know what they're probably just part of Las Vegas Philharmonic yeah they're, they're musicians they, I get that it's the guy who dressed up with a horse's bottom half yeah I want to know that guy's story yeah it's such a crazy place yeah and then you, what really blows my mind when I think about Vegas is that 
There's this actual city there. Yeah. You have the strip. You have the casinos, the uh-huh. resorts. There's an actual living, breathing city. Oh, yeah. With bus drivers, city councilmen, uh-huh. teachers. Yeah. You know. You need an infrastructure. McDonald's's. Yeah. Walmart's. I mean, there's just a city there that you would... You're on the strip, you have no clue there's anything else going on around you. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I was talking to my uh, Lyft driver to the airport. Uh, great guy. Hilarious guy. He was telling me his story. He was a truck driver, lived in California, couldn't afford any houses when it was time to buy in California. Found a place in Las Vegas, uh, in western Las Vegas, where his, his, he bought the demo house for a new development. Uh... He was like, it was $105,000 back in 2002, five bedrooms with a pool. Yeah. He was like, wouldn't even be able to touch that in California. He moved out there. He was like, my only neighbors were coyotes at the time. Now now it's a complete development. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just lives in Vegas. His, his house is probably worth half a million bucks. Now. Oh, probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. Guy's grandkids, raises his kids there in Vegas. I don't know who knows what his kids did. It sounds like they're close by still because he says he sees his grandkids all the time. And he's just driving Lyft. Yeah. The whole whole world that's not dedicated yeah. to gambling. It's 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 kind of cool. Yeah, we need the documentary though. Yeah, yeah, we do need the documentary. Film it. I think you get you you'd have to do a couple different angles. I think you do do like street performer angle. Yeah, maybe one or two street performer angles. I think doing a guy like that would be a great angle. Oh, just I'm, the Uber I'm a Lyft driver, driver yeah. down in in Vegas. Let's follow this guy. How'd you get here? Why are you doing it? Yeah. How's this treating you? Yeah. You know. Both, I, had, I had an Uber driver and a Lyft driver. Both were very talkative. Yep. Both had nice cars. One of so the guy who was most talkative, he he was like, I'm, I'm retired. I drive Lyft. Retired from being a long-haul truck driver, which was his his thing. Mm-hmm. Hates the state of Texas. Yeah, man. You can drive all day. You're, he says that you should get a special prize if you can start in the day, end at night, and be out of the state. I have heard... You should be able to speed... I feel like that, I've heard that quote about Texas relating to that. It's, yeah, everyone says that. Driving across the state of Texas is the worst thing on the planet. Yeah. So, he's long haul, retires, now he just drives Lyft for special money. Other guy, Uber, nice car. He told me, uh, he's like, I'd only been on for an hour, but night's been great so far. I was like, what do you, what did you do before the night? That's what I wanted to know. I was like, what were you doing before you got on to being an Uber driver? Is he a street performer during the day? Did no, he, man. He, did he take at, off the, the Centaur suit and he's like, all right, now I'm going to go drive Uber? No, or was he a banker? He works at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah. Or, yeah, he's a banker. Yeah, he's a banker. Had his Volkswagen Turing. Very nice car. Uh, and he's like, all right, it's 8 o'clock on a Monday night. I'm going to go hit the strip and just ferry people back and up and down the strip in my Uber. I got to think in a place like Vegas with Lyft and Uber that that might be kind of like, it might cut off. The amount of people they allow into the system, the Uber system. Yeah. Because you have to apply. You do have to apply. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. And it's like, all right, hey, if your car is not, I mean, they can be more picky. And it's like, all right, if you're not driving a 2014 or newer, you can't drive Uber. Well, I I doubt they would do that. But I think it might be like, we have our our driver capacity. I mean, they're running, yeah, they're running algorithms and getting like the max amount, you know. Yeah. Like, more drivers isn't going to equal more money. Yeah, I mean, that'd be picky at some point. Yeah, I think there'd be a point where, like, they'd be like, yeah, oh, you're denied. I wonder what that, yeah. You're on the wait list. I bet there's a wait list. Because anytime I needed one, there there was one. Yeah. Yeah, you just, you you pull up the app, boom. 
Your driver will be there in two minutes. Please meet him outside. That's awesome. I like it. No one can steal your steal it from you because you know you paid for it. If someone tries to steal your Uber, it's going to your destination. <laughs> you can't tell them. Oh, actually, I changed my mind. Right, and it's already in. Right, you've already paid for this. But in Vegas, yeah. your destination is probably just fine with anybody, though. Yeah, they're like, uh, you're like, hey, we're going to New York, New York. Someone gets uh, in the Uber, just rides. Uh, too bad. Pop out New York, New York. All right, fuck. That night, I went to that super off strip Russian. Uh, <laughs> High stakes poker game. Went out to the bunny ranch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be a while for your next Uber. <laughs> yeah. So I went to Vegas. We're finishing out Vegas month. Mike and I, we watched uh, number three on the Vegas uh, location highest grossing movie list according to Box Office Mojo Ocean's Eleven. Oh man that's number three yeah I think it went Hangover Hangover 3 Ocean's Eleven <laughs> I think that's how it went uh, we watched Ocean's Eleven the 2001 remake of 1960's Ocean's Eleven starring uh, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. all the Rat Pack the Rat Pack the Rat Pack movie about old army buddies yeah, like they're like 182nd Airborne vets yeah. or something from uh, from World War II. Did like that aspect of it. That I hated it. I like that there was a reason these guys knew each other. Although when we get to Ocean's Eleven, I also like that aspect that there's like we got to put a team. We don't know how we know these guys. We just know these guys. It kind of shows you the the time, you know, the different times too. I mean, back in the '60s, you could make a movie where these airborne, you know, soldiers, yeah. patriots. It's like. To the public, oh, it's cool what they become, you know. Yeah. But robbers. Criminals. It's cool. They were in the war. They fought in the war with soldiers. Yeah. It's cra- It's kind of a different time. You couldn't, you couldn't make a movie that, like that now. Yeah. You'd, be, you'd, have, you have, you'd to... have vets like, how dare you, No. you know. The, the, the way it gets happened is that it's a serious drama where these guys are vets who the system has not been kind to. And it's like... Well, they're on their last resort. They're going to rob a casino. And people would see that as like, yeah, we do have to take care of our vets when they get back from the war. It would not be the charming uh, comedy based on it. Yeah, I don't don't think you could have like, yeah, we're back from the war and uh, we're going to knock over five casinos, you see? (laughs) Uh, Was this your first time watching Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, I'd, ne- I'd never seen it. Yeah, what were your thoughts watching Ocean's Eleven? Um, Two hours, five, seven minutes. Generally, in generally, color, not black and yeah, white. Yeah, generally I liked it. Um, yeah. I liked the musical numbers. I was surprised, I mean, but I guess I shouldn't have been. Yeah, but I mean, they, they started those guys, I was like, oh, this is kind of like part musical. Not musical, but like, they all had a reason for singing. Yeah. Except for Sammy Davis. It was like, yo, go, we love her. Go drive your truck, man. Yeah, they those guys are on break. They want to hear you. His no, his musical number was very forced. Forced in there, yeah. Um, Dean Martin's was fine. Yeah, I, I liked him though because uh, one, I like the songs. I've always liked those songs. Yeah, and and I don't know if those songs were made for the movie or they were just those guys' hits. I know they're hits for both guys, right? Um, but I enjoyed the musical numbers. Uh, musically, that there was this like little jazz loop. That uh-huh. constantly played throughout the movie. Yeah. I wanted to punch my TV oh. by the end of the movie. I got so tired of hearing that little loop. Yeah. I was like, you gotta change it up. This is fucked 
up. Especially the movie starring those guys. Yeah. You don't have any other music bed you could play underneath this? Yeah. Just grab one of their other hit. Just play Fly Me to the Moon underneath it all. That, I mean, that was that's probably like my biggest complaint was that weird music loop. Yeah. That they kept playing. Other than that, it was pretty good. The performance is really good. I liked all the all the characters, and uh, it was fun. I guess I found it. I found it kind of boring. Well, they spent a lot of time getting the gang together. Yes, that that was a good. I mean, it's a two hour movie, and I mean, the gang got together for ninety minutes. Ninety, yeah. I mean, almost <laughs> yeah. Ninety minutes before the heist. Yeah, and then there's more after the heist. Uh, I find it yeah kind of boring for a movie that's kind of targeted as a comedy drama. As a drama, I was like, well, I'm not. I don't care about the drama aspect of this. And then as a comedy, I was like, well, I'm not, but I also don't find this funny. But it was fine enough. It's got fifty percent Rotten Tomato. I was like, yeah, I see that. I, 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 I see it. Yeah, I, I thought know. the. Uh, I thought it was kind of a slow burn. Up the definitely too much time spent yeah. just kind of. It's one of those together. where, like, you know, they're all, you know, they're the Rat Pack. Those guys hang out outside, you know, they're, they're, they're good, fast pals outside of this. The scene where they, they everybody gets together at their house and they're going to work out the plan and they're all talking about what they're going to do with the money. I was like, this is probably very entertaining for them, but as someone who's not in the Rat Pack, I was like, this is boring. You guys are probably cracking each other up, but you're not cracking me up. Yeah. Cracking wise on each other and stuff. I was like, well, I, I, I felt like an observer, like... They were all very inside jokes. Yes. He was like, yeah. I was like, I'm on the outside of this of this group. Like, I was invited to the heist, but I'm the new guy. So I just sit on the outside and listen to them like, oh, they're much closer friends than I. But yeah, fine. It does, um, interesting, uh, this is the one tidbit I took from the end because, you know, they pull off a heist and then maybe uh, things don't always work out for them. Back in the day, in the 60s, and maybe before, maybe after... Uh, due to censorship laws, criminals could not be depicted as getting away with crime in movies. Yeah, I think we kind of talked about this with a wonder. We talked about a Wonderful Life or something. Okay, maybe during the Christmas. Yeah, or no, no. I watched the okay. I watched Wonderful Life and okay. it had um, the TM one of the TMC Turner Movie Classic hosts. Yeah. He did like a little mini documentary after the movie. It was on DVD. Oh, okay. And that's what it was. He was talking about how that people were up in arms yeah. that Mr. Cogsworth or whatever yeah. the, the bad guy is in in uh, Wonderful Life got away with stealing the money. Right. And it was a big thing when this movie came out because, yeah, you know, that yeah. was never... You, yeah, the, the bad guy had to be punished. He had to be punished, yeah. and so maybe that's part of the reasons. Like you know, we said, hey, it's weird that these are all war vets who turn into criminals, but they don't get away with it, and so now it's just a it's a fun romp <laughs> because oh well, they didn't actually get away with it, so they're not really bad guys, I guess. Right. Um, so I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I one of the one moment in the movie that I thought was I, I couldn't believe it was for that time period was when. When Sinatra, when Danny Ocean's like girlfriend, yeah. is like, eh, and he just straights up, straights up, you know, straight up tell her, get out of here, lady. Uh, Bar- hit him and quit him was what he did. And I'm like, wow, that yeah. might have been the first hit him and quit him in movie history. Oh yeah, 1960. I mean, it was just like, I couldn't believe the scene. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't crude or anything. It was like, man, that was basically like Sinatra saying, yeah, bone you, and I'm done with you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, I mean, the part where they're all talking about they're doing the money. At one point, I think Dean Martin is like, 
I'm gonna repeal women's rights and make them all slaves. Yes! Yeah. And obviously they're joking, but are they? <laughs> they don't know there's a camera and that there's an audience watching these guys. He's just like, yeah, we're gonna slave labor? It's pretty cheap. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, he's, yeah. At that part of the movie, I was like, there's no script. These guys are just <laughs> in the room drinking martinis talking yeah. and the director's just like, we're rolling. You guys are all palling around. Yeah, and it is a different time, too. A different time. Uh, Brad Pitt could not make that joke. No. In 2001. Nope. So we fast forward to 2001. They remake Ocean's Eleven, uh, starring George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. George Clooney takes over the Frank Sinatra roles, Danny Ocean. Outside of the the premise, though, that they are just a group of 11 guys robbing a casino, it doesn't really take much else. From the movie. No. Other than the, other the other character than, Danny Ocean. It's Danny Ocean and they're in Vegas. Yeah. They're robbing a casino. The war buddies are yeah. things got no, this is a career kick criminal, get out of prison, goes to Vegas to put together a team to rob the casino of his ex wife's new boyfriend who happens to own the Bellagio, the MGM, and the Mirage. Mirage, yeah. And a big fight night's taking place, and uh, any given or on that night, there's gonna be a hundred and fifty million dollars in the vault, and they're gonna rob it. Um, from there, it's just a fun caper of some of my favorite things about heist movies: putting together the team, pulling off the heist, and then like the reveal of how the heist happened. Um, directed by Steven Soderbergh, he's done a bunch of stuff. He directed three more of these afterwards. Uh, what were your thoughts rewatching? I assume you've seen it before. I've seen it, yeah. 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 It came out in 2001. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what were your thoughts watching Ocean's Eleven? Um, it's been a long time since I've hmm. watched it. And I, the magic wasn't there as much. The, the first time I watched it, I loved it. Yeah. And I just, I didn't, I don't know what it was. I was like, it's good. Yeah. It's fine. But it didn't have the, I don't know, maybe it's because I, I had seen it before. It kind of been, yeah. might have been that, like I know what happens kind of thing. But I got done. I'm like, yeah, it was good, and I'm, I'm, I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it right. again. But I was like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I, I enjoy. I think I enjoyed it more watching it today than I did last time I watched it. I thought like this is the perfect popcorn. I actually popped popcorn. <laughs> I had a big bowl of popcorn and a Pepsi. I sat down. Hour fifty six minutes, watch those. Just eating popcorn. Uh, you know, we talked about the inside jokes of the Rat Pack. I feel like I was also watching Buddies on film, but they invited me in as well. <laughs> I was like, I would much rather hang with Clooney and the gang than Frank Sinatra. Like Frank Sinatra and the gang, I feel like that night would be a long night. By the end of it, I'd probably be do some things I wasn't comfortable doing. <laughs> These guys, I was like, I can hang with these guys. Like, th- these are just good, good-natured buddies. Yeah, the... Uh, Frank, I'm definitely doing, like, a line off a of hooker. The chemistry was better. Yeah. Uh, the group was better. The actors yeah. were better. I'm, I enjoyed it far more than the, the yeah. original. Definitely. I think I just maybe... I don't know. Maybe it was the mindset I was in when I watched Ooh. it. Enjoyed it, but I was like, eh, it's not as great as I remember yeah. it. Um... It's kind of the I like watching Vegas movies now that I've been to Vegas a couple times, uh-huh. because you see locations and you're like, oh, I stood right there. Yeah, 
or whatever, and it's kind of fun. Yeah. That that way. You try to figure out how does the MGM get their money to the Bellagio? Yeah, yeah. That was immediately as soon as the movie started, yeah. and they meant and they're like MGM Bellagio Mirage. Yeah. All the money funnels into the Bellagio Vault. I pulled up Google Maps because uh-huh. I'm like, well, I recall the last time I was down there. Yeah. And I was like, that's a long fucking way for MGM money to move. Yeah. It's like it a is. mile. It's a mile. It's like a mile and across the road. It's a Vegas mile. <laughs> a Vegas mile. It's a Vegas mile. I know there's tunnels. They didn't get into, though. I mean, I but, guess if they would have showed us like a subway or something. And, and it's kind of interesting because... Like a money train? I guess in 2001... Right. We were still in the early, like, the, the, the map software of 2001 was MapQuest. Right. You typed in an address and told you how to get there. Mm-hmm. Like, so, just the, like, availability to the common person of an overhead view of Las Vegas yeah. wasn't as readily available to know. So, someone just going to the movie would be like, oh, yeah, there's all these, from what you know, they're like, oh, it's just a ton of, a ton of fucking casinos. Yeah. But being there mm. and knowing what's up. I thought it interesting that they used real casinos. Yeah. That they weren't fictional, like, it, what, that they, they didn't rob, yeah. like, the... In both films. Yeah. The other one, they, they just, yeah, the Flamingo still exists. The other ones, I don't know, like, the Sahara and... The... Uh, I can't remember the other names, but that was the Flamingo yeah. still is a hotel yeah. and yeah. The casino in there. But yeah, this one, it's like, oh, obviously Terry Benedict, played by Andy Garcia, is a fictional character. It's just... I, I mean, I don't even know if the MGM, the Mirage, and the Bellagio are owned by the same guy. Uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't research that, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it was just a couple guys who were buddies with George Clooney. They were like, yeah, you can use my casino. It's fine. Well, they all are kind of under that MGM group. Yeah. Because you get that MGM card oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, so maybe they worked out a deal with MGM. Maybe they are owned by... Terry Benedict. Terry Benedict. Oh, one person. Or maybe if you play enough uh, My Vegas to get those MGM points, the highest level you get to film a movie there. <laughs> and Steven Soderbergh did it and he's like alright I'm cashing the points I can fill the movie he played blackjack for months yeah out years years since Sex Lies and Videotapes he's just been playing video blackjack if you scroll way down on the rewards list yeah. it's at the very bottom film a movie and you gotta have like a billion points yeah. he, he did, did it though. He, he, did <laughs> he got it. his daily bonus every day yeah. uh, well America they were ready for this this is open number one December 2001. It was a huge movie. Open number one. We were done with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which was in its fourth week. Uh, Behind Enemy Lines was third and second week. Monsters, Inc. And then uh, Spy Games, all-star Brad Pitt. Big weekend for Brad Pitt. I remember going to this movie in the theater. I remember who I was with when I saw it. Who was it? Just people from the dorms. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I was was in college. I was in the dorms. Just some some people from the dorms. It was Carl Reiner. (laughs) That was going to be a big reveal. Like, I remember who was there. It was Rob. We were like, hey, that's your dad. (laughs) Right? That's his dad, right? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) They look the same age. So I don't know. Uh, This is the third highest grossing heist slash caper film. Uh, Grossing wise, which care to take a stab at what number one is? Um. Vegas film? No, uh, heist slash caper. Heist slash caper. No. One. Grossing. Highest grossing. So money, a money maker that they consider a heist film. Um. Hmm. A robbery of some type takes place in this. 
Hmm. I'll give you a, what you think about it. Number five was National Treasure. Okay. It's a heist, right? Underrated movie. Stealing, yeah. Underrated movie. Number four, Ant Man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a heist film, right? They got to break in somewhere. It's, it's a lo- loose. Yeah. It's loose to can consider that. And this is third, Ocean's Eleven, which very much is a heist film. Um, solo? Inception. Oh, okay. Which, as I was researching, appeared on a lot of people's favorite heist movies. And I think just because of the... Really, I have no idea what's going on in Inception. But I understand that it is a heist, but I, I was I don't consider it a heist movie just because I don't know what's going on in it. <laughs> like you're inside someone's head, but again, you're trying I, to steal something from someone's head. If you would have told me to name ten heist movies, that wouldn't have been yeah, on it. I would have never got to twenty. Yeah, but every time I get popping up, I go, oh yeah, I guess yeah. they are heisting. Yeah. I guess they are stealing something. And that's a damn fine film. Yeah, number two, Fast Five. Uh, okay, yeah, those are all heist movies. Yeah, aren't they? they're all like. Oh, Fast Five is definitely a heist movie. It does the, it does the great thing, which. As I was thinking about Ocean's Eleven, the end of Ocean's Eleven, how much I love it, is the reveal of how they get... Because I, I just love that in a good heist movie. Like, I like a heist movie like Heat or, um, I don't know, The Town. Those are more bank robbing movies where mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, they're, they're going to do it. But I also like where it's like, you get to the end and you go, wait a minute, how'd they pull it off? And right. they show you how they pulled it off. Ocean's Eleven does that, but Fast Five does that. They, they got a nice little, wait a minute, how'd they get away with this? Mm, okay. mm. So they do that. Ocean's Eleven does that. Um, I was going to put number one, but then I remembered uh, going through all these heist movies. Uh, I think Inside Man has a better reveal of how it all worked out. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven is a good one. How yeah. you know, the how they actually pull off robbing the vault. But and speaking of Inside Man, Inside Man, that's a great reveal like, too. We got Black Klansman coming out this week. Yeah, Spike and Lee. it was like it's the best Spike Lee movie ever. Yeah, I'm like are these people have these people not seen Inside Man? Yeah, you got to put. I mean, of course, I haven't seen Black Klansman. But they got to put. It's the best Spike Lee movie since Inside Man. Yeah, that's how you got to sell. I mean, that's what they should say. Yeah, because you know, I don't know his whole catalog. I mean, obviously, there's uh, um, Do the Right Thing. It's a good movie. Malcolm X, great movie. And then Inside Man. So every movie, you know, there's probably a bunch of stuff that's not. I don't know. I don't know how good He Got Game is, but let's just go to Inside Man. You say it's the best movie since Inside Man, and now Mike's on board. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I'll go see that. <laughs> now, if they would have said it's the best movie since Do the Right Thing, you'd go, whoa, wait a minute. Did you forget about Inside Man? <laughs> yeah. Um, that looks good, though. Oh, it looks great. Can't be his best ever? The first, and I, this, I saw a preview like, a couple months ago, and I'm like, I'm going to that. Yeah. That looks so freaking awesome. That's another heist. That's another reveal where you have to say, I was like, how'd they pull this off? <laughs> like, I'm just, like, the idea of it, I'm, just, I'm very curious yeah, about yeah. how this actually worked historically. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good one to go to. So, go see that. But, yeah, as far as uh, good heist reveals, Ocean's Love is up there for me, but... Um, it's good. They do They do, do a great walk through the end. Like, yeah. Just all the pieces Kinda come like together. How you're, like, how he's giving the instructions and then what he's telling him to do is actually what's happening... And then you see, like, oh, but here's here's what they actually did. It's it's, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did enjoy this one. I, I thought the cast was better. Like Clooney, Brad Pitt, those guys. Way more fun. Way more fun. Way more charisma. Andy this, Garcia, I think, was a was a really good uh, foil in it. Like a good back. Like I, having a guy that George Clooney just didn't like. I did not like Andy Garcia. Oh, really? And I, I just don't think he played anything. Yeah. He didn't play a character. 
He's a. I, I just felt, and I think he's I, a very. He checks his watch a lot. I just needed. I don't know. I didn't get it. I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't. I. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a character. Because he, he wasn't like so boring. He wasn't an evil guy. No. I think that's more revealed like in the second. Like he's like he's not a bad. People say things like, "Oh, you don't want to cross Terry Benedict." I was like, "Well, yeah. Don't steal 150 million dollars from him. Obviously, he's gonna be mad." But it's like, in this movie, he's not a criminal. He's not. There's no shady. Like there was no. He wasn't doing anything wrong other than he was dating Julia Roberts. Right. Yeah. Like there was nothing about yeah. him that you rooted against other than he was playing against George Clooney. You go, well, of course I'm rooting for George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like I didn't like his performance or character. Yeah. I was just like, eh, could take it or leave it. The uh, the one part I did question about Andy Garcia and his decision making as, as Terry Benedict is, is the scene where he has George Clooney locked in the room with the, with the tough. I think you're about to bring up the biggest plot hole in this film. That George Clooney should have been beaten to a pulp because that guy beat him up for 40 minutes. Right. That George Clooney would be dead. He had a fat lip. Yeah. That was about it. Um, Good gut punch. Also, who the fuck was this guy? Knuckles or something. Knuckles, Rocco, wherever. Rocco? Yeah. Like, oh, he pulled it off with this guy. Yeah. That that wasn't in that that wasn't in the heist pool off how he got in contact with this guy. And, you know, and, and are you, are, this I, movie was so careful about showing things like when Brad Pitt is teaching the uh, the TV stars how to play poker, which is a great scene. Like I just love that. It's whole a great life. scene. Yeah, and I'm watching my wife. I'm like, all right, I know who Topher Grace is and Joshua Jackson. Who are the rest of these guys? Yeah. And she's like, he's from A Walk to Remember. He's from Seventh Heaven. She's from Charmed. Like. It was great. Just teach him how to play poker. George Clooney walks by Brad Pitt while he's at the bar, and then he ends up at the poker game. Yep. They do the tree um, air freshener to let you know this van is actually this car. Rocco, yeah, it, it could have been something very small where it's like he appeared somewhere else, and then when we see him, we're like, oh, he was in the prison with George Clooney. Right, right. He was a cellmate or he something. Was, yeah. But. To me, that's the biggest hole in this movie. Yeah, it's, is this Rocco shows up? How some, did he know? Yeah, yeah. Some how how did Clooney know him? If he knew him in the joint, yeah. How did this guy finagle a position of confidence within Terry Benedict's circle? Right. That he's the beat him up guy. Yeah. Yeah. How? Why was Clooney so sure that <laughs> Rocco was going to be the guy to beat him up and not just the two other big right. guys right. who took him to the room? Right. That was my. That's my only issue with this yeah. movie. You know, as far as the structure, I'm like, who the... And then, I'm like, prequel. Oh. I don't know about Rocco. What about Rocco? That could be a movie in itself. Rocco and Danny Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then how did he work his way yeah. to be in the inner circle? That's great. It's just... Yeah. 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 I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm fine with Clooney getting beat up in the room. Fake beat up. Yeah. But yeah, there's just, there's like, yeah, he, he's just like... His, yeah. tie, his tie's askew, and yeah. he's like, oh! oh I was like... So, Terry Benedict wanted him to murder him, right? Because you left him in there for 40 minutes and just told him to keep hitting him? It's, I mean... Rough him up. If Rocco was not in on the heist, eventually Terry Benedict would have opened the door and he would have just been kicking a lifeless corpse. Like, out of breath, tired, because yeah. 40 minutes of hitting someone is, is a... That's all. Boxers don't go that long. No, no. Lennox Lewis was gassed <laughs> by the time that that, that happened. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite part of the movie? Um. Gosh, I love I love Saul 
having like the like I, I like that whole I gotta see my diamonds get put in the vault. Oh yeah, thing. I just think I like how he he played this guy playing mm-hmm. this you know Russian guy or whatever so well. I loved yeah. it. I thought that was great. And then he's getting all sweaty and he has his little fake heart attack. I'm like, that's awesome. Uh, also, the part with then George or uh, Brad Pitt is the doctor. It's just like he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets yeah, that's her, really like, good. Lived like they call the doctor and there's this guy in a suit carrying a bag. Just like <laughs> someone call for a doctor. It's like EMTs wouldn't have showed up. <laughs> I think one of the. And uh, the other big moment the movie that everyone loves is the button not clicking. Yeah. They're fucking with Going the, the detonator. Like, click, click. Like, yeah, what's... Luckily, Linus had extra that. batteries in it. Yeah, I'll take the batteries out. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gives him the same spiel about, hey, you take your eyes off the off the ball for a second. You have extra batteries. Uh, it's very... It's it's a meme now, or, you know, it's definitely something that people are like, oh, this is my preface thing, but... Maybe because so it's been talked about, I know some more. But just him eating throughout the whole movie. He's always eating. He's always eating. Uh, he's always sucking on suckers. I suck- swear, like every movie he's in, he's sucking yeah. on like a lollipop. In this movie, he ate nachos, a cheeseburger, <laughs> a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, a bowl of salad, <laughs> shrimp cocktail. Like he just had everything. He's had food, and it just made me laugh at a certain point. When, finally, when he's talking to Linus about shadowing Terry Benedict. He's just standing next to him with a with a giant shrimp cocktail. <laughs> and just I, I was like, that's the funniest thing that's happened in this movie. It's just this giant shrimp cocktail that he's eating. I remember eating the nachos and I was like, man, those nachos look good. Yeah, eat the nachos. And at the end, he had, he he's eating like a cheesesteak sandwich, gets a little indigestion and throws the food away. Yep, yep, wraps like, it up. He's like, you know what? I've had too much food. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, the poker scene. I, I just really enjoyed those guys not knowing how to play poker. Yeah. Topher Grace throwing down five red cards. <laughs> red. Yeah. Um, what about the least favorite part of the movie? Um, hmm. I don't know. It's uh, very fun beginning to end. Yeah, I mean, it's it's consistent. There, there's not... Any, of the 11 guys they got, none of them... Like, there's not even a character or... I, I mean, like, probably any... Like, any... Interaction with Julia Roberts and Andy Garcia mm. to me is just like, ah, oh, this is pointless. When there's no George Clooney there, it's just the two yeah, just the two of them. I'm like, ah, oh, this is pointless. Yeah, like, how'd she end up with him? Yeah, I, I don't know. How do, how do you go from Danny Ocean, a criminal in New Jersey, to now you're just dating the guy, a very wealthy casino owner because you're an art yeah. dealer? I'm like, I feel like maybe that is something that like. Do they wrap that up in, in the next movie? Or the next movie? I haven't yeah. seen any of the other two. I saw 12. I did not enjoy it. And then I hear 13's pretty good. But yeah. uh, I didn't see Ocean's 13. So maybe that's something we gotta do. Maybe we need to do it. Do, do uh, Ocean's 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the Julia Roberts part of the movie... I wasn't into as much. They just needed a they just needed a good looking high profile woman in the movie. Yeah, and they, and yeah, and they need like a, the, the the conflict. Yeah, they, for Danny. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. the reason he's targeting right Terry for that reason. Um, yeah, but I don't know. So is that, I mean, he and her were great. 
they were fine together. You know, the whole, like, you know, you're a liar and a thief. I only lie about being a thief. That's that's good George Clooney and Julia Roberts are there. But then the rest of us, like, I, I can take Julia Roberts. This could have just been a heist movie. This, this could have been. But I get I get it. He needed uh, the love interest. Yeah. The, the story. He yeah. needed that love story in there. It's very, it very brief. I think she's only on screen for, like, ten minutes of the mm-hmm. entire movie. She filmed everything in, like, ten days or something yeah. and then left. George Clooney kept pranking her on set is what... This is this is what prankster. This is what prankster. Ocean's Eleven is the movie. I, I it started all. I was like, oh yeah, George Clooney's a big prankster. And this is the movie that kind of skyrocketed Damon too. I think two thousand one. Yeah, I think this was like the the big. He's definitely the youngest of like the stars of the movie, which yeah. would be Clooney, Brad Pitt. I mean, there was Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, that's got to be what ninety. But I think I, I feel like this is the movie that sent him to the to the top of the list. Now he's Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I mean he did some stuff in between, but so let's man, say let's cap. Let's say we're doing we're doing Ocean's Eleven right now. Oh, this was, yeah, this was gonna, so if there was a twelve or thirteen, yeah, if they were gonna remake it. Let's, who who are we? Who's the cat? Is is that same cast making? If we do, if we're doing another Ocean's Eleven, yeah, who from that cast makes it and who misses? I mean, you probably could just recast all those guys. I think the only person that misses it is Casey Affleck. Because uh, of the controversy, or no, not too, no, because I can't play that now. Yeah, I don't think Casey Affleck can now ever play the goofy, happy-go-lucky role. Yeah, anymore. Yeah, not if Manchester by the Sea. I just, I just don't think he can do it. Yeah, all those other guys, I think, pop them right in. It, which is it, it's so. I, I had that question. I was like, all right, who are? Because this is just like. I don't know. But well, I guess Matt Damon, what? So I'm looking at it right now. He goes from. He is in The Legend of. So let's get down, down to Rounders, right? So Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, Rounders, he's in a starring role. Talented Mr. Ripley, he's in Dogma, Legend of Bagger Vance, starring role. All the Pretty Horses. Ocean's Eleven. And then from there, it then it goes into... Then he does Bourne the next year. Right. Now he's Jason Bourne, and then from there, it's, you know... The rest is history. Yeah. Stuck on You, of course. Yeah. Fourth Supremacy. Ocean's Twelve, yeah. From there. Now now he's A-list yeah. Matt Damon. This is kind of like... So, yeah. The young... But if you were going to redo it, you didn't want a bunch of guys in their 60s who still look like they're in their 40s. Uh, like, if you're just like, ah, George... Like, we don't buy it, George Clooney, anymore. Um... I think this, like, if, if you need a new Danny Ocean and there wasn't 12, 13, it's probably, it's probably Ryan Gosling now. So you get Brad Pitt's probably Bradley Cooper. Jonah Hill's probably in there somewhere. Like, yeah, you just Chris, get a whole Chris new... Pratt. Yeah, he's in there. Chris, uh, I don't know who's on their way up. That's the new that's the new Damon, but, you know, Paul Rudd's probably in the group. Like, yeah, you just find the new gra- group of 40-year-old Hollywood stars and... As long as they're Channing Tatum's probably in the movie. Oh, good Lin- call. Yeah, Channing Tatum's yeah. Linus. Yeah, good call. Or Zac Efron or something is Linus, and then Ryan Gosling, Bradley Poop, uh, Cooper, or Danny and Rusty, and then you just fill the rest of the cast with your Scott Cons of the world. Scott Cons. Scott Scott, Pot- Scott Con could do it. Yeah, but probably in 2018 they probably go. All right, who's playing the brothers? Casey Affleck can't do it now, so you got to find like the goofy. I don't. 
Maybe that's who Zac Efron is because he, he can do the comedy. Yeah. yeah. So you go Zac Efron and they go, what about Scott Conn? And they're like, the guy from the Wi-Fi Bo. No, we need we need young we need Hollywood. Let's go. No, no, no. He's young. No, you would just go with Scott. Conn. <laughs> you go Scott. Yeah, no, it'd be like uh, you know it'd be it'd be like uh, Efron and um, uh, James Franco's brother. He's pulling two guys from Neighbors, and they're the Mormon twins. <laughs> Maybe it's just the Franco brothers. Oh, it's it's, it's just James and Dave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just James and Dave. They're the Mormon twins, or the the, the, the Mormon brothers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Don Cheadle is played by uh, now. Maybe you actually get like uh, it, a black British actor. It's the guy from Star, Star Wars. Like oh. you don't have to get a guy to do a fake British accent. You just get a guy who's British. Right. Yeah. It's Idris Elba. Like, oh yeah, his accent's fine because he's actually British. Yeah, I'd like to see that remake. Would you like to see? That was a very question. Would you like to see uh, an Ocean's Eleven remake? No. Yeah, they, they made two more of these. I'd like to see a prequel about Rocco. Yeah. Do you CGI Clooney to be 10 years younger, or do you recast Clooney? Do you do a solo? I don't think you gotta do much CGI action with Clooney. You gotta... I think you just dye the hair. Dye his hair, yeah. Tight shave. Yeah. You can pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do much of the face. Yeah, you just gotta dye his hair. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to have Clooney in the movie that much. It could just be about Rocco until, and then we just see how he meets Clooney. Yeah, and then it ends. It's kind of like a Better Call Saul. Kind of end, thing. Yeah, it ends with him walking into the room. Yeah. I'd like to see more like a prequel of Danny Ocean. We find out that Danny Ocean is the same guy from Out of Sight, who's also the same guy from uh, from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> that that's the, like he's the same career criminal, all the way up to robbing casinos. Okay, and he's seen some shit. We're in the timeline is from Dust Till Dawn because. It goes. He goes. Duke gets killed in that. He lives. He lives in that. Yeah. He leaves Julia. Uh, Julia Lewis at, at the. They're like, hey, are we gonna stick together? And he's like, for some reason, I thought I turned to a vampire. No, he lives. No, he makes that. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Dust of Love. But <laughs> he and Julia Lewis are the only ones to make it out. And then she's like, hey, we're we gonna stick together. And he's like, I'm bad news. <laughs> I'm a rebel, daddy. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Sama Hayek. She dies. She definitely turns into a vampire. <laughs> uh, so does Quinn Tarantino, Quinn Tarantino and yeah. uh, uh, Harvey Keitel. Is that who else is in that? Yeah, I, could, I think Keitel's in that. Is it Keitel? Keitel's the dad. He also goes for Yeah, he's the dad. Yeah. Um, so does Cheech Marin. That's who you had him confused <laughs> with as well. Jeez. Yeah, I, he goes from dusk till dawn. That goes down. Moves to Miami. Removes, gets the tats removed. Yeah. They go to Brad Pitt. Because Brad Pitt had the same, like, arm, like, weird... I like that it was just part of his character. Yeah, just like... Yep. You just saw the glimpse of it from his oversized suit. That, yeah, this guy's tatted. You don't want to fuck with Rusty. <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes to Miami. That whole thing goes down where he's the... Uh, you know, now he's a jewel thief or whatever. Uh, ends up in Jersey, and now he's going to go rob casinos. Yeah, just one. Yeah, the career criminal that is uh, this guy. He just keeps changing. And he keeps forgetting what happened. He forgot that there was that night where he encountered vampires. Like just a drunken night talking to Rusty. He like, you know, I fought a vampire once. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out in Gravity, he was actually there to steal the shuttle. <laughs> it was biggest heist yet. It was the biggest heist yet. In fact, he doesn't die in Gravity. That's part of the heist. It's revealed there was another spaceship waiting. 
Rusty. It was all, it was all yeah. on the soundstage. Yep. Sal and the gang, they're waiting for him. As he floats on in, they get the space crystals or whatever, and they're yep. out. out of they're there. out of there, yeah. Everybody gets equal share. I'd, I'd like to see that, yeah. Yeah, we don't really... They made two more of these. We didn't see those. I saw 12. I don't think I really liked it that much. I yeah, I didn't much. see... I didn't see either. 12, 13, or the new one. They made 13. Now they made an 8, which uh, is related to this. Are they going to do a 9 and 10? They got to fill up the numbers. It is weird, the naming conventions. Were there 12 guys in Ocean 12? They add a body? They had Julie Roberts. Okay. She joins the heist. What happens in 13, I have no idea. <laughs> I assume they had another guy. It must have. And then yeah. in Ocean's 8, they have less people. It's going to be really weird in like 50 years, 60 years, whatever. Grand, our grandchildren, they, they, they inherit Pappy's old DVDs. And they're looking at it, and there's, they put the DVDs on the shelf, and there's 8, 11, 12... 13. And they're just like, they're not going to know this weird name. They're just going to look at me like, what the hell happened to Oceans 1 through 7, <laughs> 9, 10? Yeah, they got to fill all these out. They, they got to figure out a name. Oceans 11 made sense. When they went to 12, I was like, that's confusing. It should just be Oceans 11, 2. No, it doesn't even need 2. Oceans 11. Electric boogaloo, whatever. Just put a colon and then a new thing. You don't have to name. I don't know, like you have to number these. It makes sense to me, yeah. Because like eleven's like the num- the p- the crew, right? That's the so twelve. Movie. They must have added a body. So yeah. thirteen, they added another body. That makes sense to me. Yeah. But the oceans eight, they have less people. I, I I guess I just need to see it. And yeah, it's the number of people in the crew. I assume. Yeah. So then, yeah, that makes me wonder: Are they doing a nine and ten? Yeah, I just. And then we will get the prequel, and it's just Clooney. Yeah, it's just called Ocean. Just Ocean. It's Oceans. No, it's not Clooney. Yeah, it's Chris Pratt, Danny Ocean. He's a young. He's a young guy. This kid they got to play solo. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, nah, he's he's the new young Clooney. <laughs> uh, That'd be great if that guy made a career just playing young. Yeah, I just feel like when they greenlit actors, Oceans like Oceans Eleven made a bunch of money. It was uh, what. what uh, it was the eighth highest grossing movie of 2001. They, we need a sequel. It's one of those, like, they had the title first. They're like, well, we're going to Ocean's 12. And then, some, like, some of the writers, one of the writers was like, all right, you figure out how to make sense of that. And they're like, all right, well, we need a new person. They got to be. And then now now they're just stuck. It's like, okay, Ocean's 13. It's like, okay, I had another person. <laughs> That's why they didn't make a fourth. They're like, how do we give enough screen time to 14 actors? <laughs> they're all on the same team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, drop down to eight. It should the is it Sandra Bullock? That should just be Ocean's Four. Make it simple. Now you got sequels built in. You're not gonna, you know, get because what if this Sandra Bullock? One? What if it's a huge hit? I don't know. I didn't see the numbers. They make an Ocean's Nine. They make an Ocean's Ten. They go. You know what? We need a fourth one. They're gonna call it Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> or does that one skip and go to Ocean's Fourteen? It goes Ocean's Eight, Ocean's Nine, Ten. 14, and then you got to remember 11, 12, 13. That, those have George Clooney in it. Mark's <laughs> going in circles here. No. <laughs> or you do an Ocean's 10, right? Or, you know, you do an Ocean's 9. You yeah. add one more. You, Ocean's 10. You add another person to that. Now, like, we need another sequel. 10 and a half. You add a baby. Is Carl Reiner dead? <laughs> is it? Are, before I, is Carl Reiner and Elliot Gould dead? I don't know. 
Well, I hope they're still with us, but maybe they're not acting anymore. Now you make another movie to that, you combine the cast of the people who are willing to do it. So, Carl Reiner, he's out. He's an old man. Elliot Gould, he's out. As we mentioned, Casey Affleck, he's out. He can't play weird anymore. <laughs> so now it's, it's the gang from Ocean's 8, and like half of Ocean's 11. And uh, that's Ocean's 14 now. Well, yeah, this all makes sense. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm into this franchise now. <laughs> um, Who thought it would be a good idea to race an RC car versus a truck? He he has some get up on that. <laughs> that was key. It was keep it up. Just like it was. Scott Conn's character had have had had ten seconds of screen time, and yeah. I knew already he was a rascal. Yeah. So you got his brother there, who's known him his whole life, who should know that he's a massive rascal. And his brother's like, you know what? I'll race you my RC car Uh, against your monster truck, and I bet I beat you. He should have known that his brother was going to pull some hijinks on him. Yeah, he should have saw it coming. (laughs) I saw it coming. He's not going to let you win. No. They definitely had that brother dynamic where it's like, well, Scott Conn has to be the the leader. (laughs) Those guys, we don't do this MVP of the movie. The Mormon Brothers might be my MVP of the movie. They're great. They're great. Just small the things here and there. Constantly. When they're doing the balloons. Yeah. When they're left in the van with Linus. And he's like, please don't leave me in here with those guys. And they're just playing 20 <laughs> questions. <laughs> and he's like... I, and then they're arguing about the, like, the, like, uh, the semantics of, like, did you, are you thinking of a guy or have you already thought of a guy? And, like, they're arguing that. Like, no, I've already thought it. I'm not thinking it anymore. It's already completed. <laughs> Oh, those guys were great. They were. Shame we lost Casey Affleck. We lost them to serious roles. Yeah. Can't play weird. He's, he's so great at being weird. Uh, this movie. Johnny Mona. Yeah. Good Will Hunting. Good Will Hunting. <laughs> My boy's wicked smart. <laughs> what are you singing about a cheeseburger? Where's my double cheeseburger? He's good. That guy's great. <laughs> ah. That's what... Manchester by the Sea was missing. Mm, I didn't that, see it. Something I goofy. I'm meaning to check it out. Yeah. I mean, sure. Is it about a depressing subject? Yeah. That's why we needed some of his goofiness <laughs> in it. <laughs> Let's lighten the load a little bit. Um, Ocean's Eleven, do we need it? Yeah, sure. I think we did. I, I think, it, especially because, one, as we mentioned, it, may, it makes Matt Now Matt Damon is an A lister. I, I think it was important for his career to like stand next to Brad Pitt and George Clooney and be like, oh, he's the third build guy in this movie, and now he's a huge movie star. Maybe if you remade it, he's actually Danny Ocean. Like, if this movie never existed, like you'd be like, oh, well, who's a big A-list movie star? Matt Damon. Probably right there with it, yeah. You'd be like, yeah, yeah Matt Damon's in this. Um, and I think it also started out just like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know, I think George Clooney kind of has that rep now, just like, oh, he's a fun guy on set. He makes a movie with his friends. Right. Uh, it was fun. It's a fun movie. It's a good popcorn movie. Yeah, I think I think we did need it. In in, I mean, the fact that it is a remake is is really like it. It doesn't matter. No, because it, it's simply inspired by a movie from the sixties. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's it's so much better than the first one. Yeah, first one is could just get erased from history. We wouldn't be really. Yeah, it really. Could. This is the definitive Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, movie. it's it's better acted, better story. Better directed, like there. I mean, Steven Sober doing some just cool. There's some cool shots and angles, and yeah, it's. What happened to Scott? Why did Scott Con go bigger? Hawaii Five O, bro. So he did. So yeah. I think it's because he's really short. It could be. Yeah. Tom Cruise is pretty short though too. Yeah. 
like this guy kind of no Tom Cruise. Like uh, Varsity Blues, massive movie. Yeah, he was a big part of that. Yep. Everyone loved him. Tweeter. In that. Everybody's a tweeter. Yeah, everyone loves it. Yep, yeah. This guy, he's a tweeter. He was the tweeter in our group. Yeah. Pretty great. Pretty good in Ocean's Eleven. What? Ocean, yeah. I can't name other than Hawaii I can't name any more movies he's done. Let's see. Actor. He's got forty six credits. He's really and and of what I've seen of Hawaii Oh, I've seen a couple seasons of it. Yeah. I like him in that. I really um, like him. So we got Ready to Rumble, Gone in sixty okay, seconds. That was with. Uh, yeah. Boiler Room, Ocean's Eleven. I, I feel like he's really built his, like... And then, you know, Varsity Blues, he's a great, like, fourth guy in a film. I'm surprised he never got that yeah. that starring role in it. Ocean's Twelve, and then from there, Into the Blue. Yeah, I think his thing is, maybe he just got... He's never just, been the star of a movie. He's always over... I mean, could always... It, it might be he's just kind of overshadowed by his dad. Yeah. I mean, his but, dad wasn't acting at this time. In you know yeah, but I mean his dad was a massive actor. Yeah, I, I don't know why he's still not just. I mean I guess even why I thought I guess he's always just been the sidekick in things. He's not an everyday. I thought he'd be an everyday name. He's not an everyday name. Yeah. Well, he should be in roles that Steve Zahn are in. Like sure. Scott Con and Steve Zahn and whoever <laughs> currently are Steve Zahn. They're like, interchangeable. It's kind of it's it's kind of like the Tom Hanks Bruce Campbell thing. <laughs> yeah. They're just you just swap yeah. Them out. But for like and any movie that's kind of like a uh, comedy slash whatever, you know. But you know he, he's kind of a comedic guy. He's got mm-hmm. a fun tone to him. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if you're doing a comedy drama, a comedy action movie like the comedy whatever, if the lead actor needs a friend, Scott Conn should be going out for these roles. Yeah. Could he be Simon Pegg in uh, the Mission Impossible? Could that just be Scott Conn? No. No. Okay. We're talking about a whole another level. Okay, yeah. You said that. Uh, um, in the Meg, could he not... I mean, I haven't seen the Meg, but just based on trailers, could he just not be the guy who helps Jason Statham? That's the role for Scott. That's, yeah. Scott Collins, not the, he's not a lead actor. But he should But why be, didn't he get to that? I felt like he did good things. Yeah. Why didn't he get that jump? At least one shot at I, it. Yeah, really, it's weird. Going through, it's like he never, he's never, he's never been the lead of anything. Yeah, I don't understand. Maybe the closest was Ray to Rumble, where he was the number two guy. Yeah, with but uh, that's David Arquette's Ar- movie. Yeah, exactly. He's just his friend. That's yeah. actually a pretty fun movie. Maybe he didn't want it. it you know, it maybe could, he wants to be the number two. It could be he's just doing what yeah. he is enjoying doing. That's fine. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, what role would Scott Kahn be? Like, what movie? She's like, oh, that's why isn't he Ant Man? I don't know. Why did he get a shot at being? Ant-Man? You know, yeah, he's he's charismatic, funny, like Paul yeah. Rudd. Why isn't he Ant Man? I want to know what he auditioned. Like, what roles did he lose out on? Right. Yeah. Could he have been Paul Walker in Fast and Furious? Like, could that have just been Scott Kahn starring opposite Denzel or uh, Vin Diesel? Yeah. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Never got a shot though. Yeah, I'd not. say he's a better actor than Paul Walker. Oh, you never seen the Skulls, apparently. I have seen the Skulls. Well, then you know that's a damn good movie. <laughs> he's, yeah, why was that's he Joshua the, Jackson's movie, sir? Why wasn't he the lead <laughs> in the Skulls, stuck playing opposite Paul Walker? <laughs> he should have been playing Paul Walker's character. Yeah, but then same thing. Now he's just the number two. <laughs> now he's just starring opposite Joshua Jackson. Ah. <laughs> uh, the Curse of Scott Con. <laughs> yeah, The Curse of Con. We remake Ocean's Eleven. Danny Ocean is Scott, or Scott Con <laughs> is Danny Ocean. It's it's the aliens. It's Scott Con. 
It's Bradley Cooper, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> All the A-listers of today. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven, go see it, it's fun. We haven't seen 12, we haven't seen 13. We'll, maybe we'll watch them eventually. But this one, heist movies don't need a sequel. They pulled it off. I want to just, I want to believe they lived happily ever after. Yeah, like, how, do they rob another casino? They got their $13 million and they all just go do their own thing. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. Someone did do the math, though. So, so they stole $188 million. Um, Elliot Gould's character fronts the cash for the movie. So he gets compensated and then they split the money evenly. Everybody gets $13 million. So the leftover money should have gone to Elliot Gould, which means that he put up $20 million to rob this casino. That sounds about right. Because the whole time I'm watching, I was like, how much does this cost them? Apparently, $20 million. He didn't even make his investment back. Well, I think he gets the 20 plus the 13. Yeah, but the whole point is... Oh, yeah, he should have got up, yeah. Yeah, you, you get more money back than you put in. Yeah, he put in $20 million to, to make 13. Yeah. That's not that great of an investment. No. He's probably disappointed. <laughs> Maybe that's why they had to rob another casino. In 12. I don't know. I hadn't seen it. Yeah. But that's what I was like, how much does that cost? Like, I mean, at least Bernie Mac gave him some money on the vans. But That's true. That's a weird scene. I assume was he squeezing his hand? I assume he's blackmailing him, letting him know he knows something about him, and maybe... <laughs> but I was confused about what he was telling him. But yeah, I felt like he was, like, threatening him a little bit. Like, oh, you know, you gotta wear gloves, because when you're doing... This, I was like, but at the same time, about? you got the Mormon brothers outside. They're, like, jumping up and down in the van, yeah. check, checking the shocks out. That cracked me up yeah. so much. They were great. They oh, were the That's why you can't redo it. They were the gold. They, every, were, the, they were the golden nugget of that. Every movie. guy, except for the the tech expert, I think you have a hard time recasting that guy. He's fine. You find a new Bernie Mac. That's the thing. They all just can redo it. So they redid it. They'd all do yeah. the same and roles. I also forgot. And case it off the couch. I was worried about Carl Reiner. Bernie Mac is no longer with yeah, us. Yeah, Bernie Mac is no longer. So with us. that would be one less. And then if you take out Elliot Gould and Carl Reiner, yeah, yeah. Every one of those guys were just great. Like, maybe outside of Andy Garcia, if you didn't really film, but like, as far as like the crew, they nailed every single one of those guys. Each of them were fun. I agree. No idea who that tech guy is, though. You've seen him, though. He's got a face. Yeah. All right. If you got thoughts on Ocean's <laughs> Eleven, uh, if you want to let me know how this n- numbering convention works, I don't know. You can email us, dvtgpodcast, you want to come, find us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, Podcast. um, SoundCloud, iTunes, rate, review. If you have ideas for another sequel or remake, we don't, we don't know what we're doing next, do we? No. No, we'll talk it out. Yeah, so we'll figure that out. We'll announce it somewhere. Oh, sorry. Burping beer now. Uh, so that'll do it. Till next week. It's been uh, Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel, and Remakes. Stay hydrated. I've been practicing this speech a little bit. Did I rush it? felt like I rushed it. That was good. It. I liked it.